Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 769, air date September 11th, 2020. All right, we'll wait a little bit. So hi, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Iadere. Good evening. It's 920. What is today? Thursday? Yeah. Thursday, September 9th, is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, the 10th. 10th. Today's September 10th. And I have a great, great guest here, Benny Smith. And Benny and I are going to continue our series on election fraud, Massachusetts 2020. But the subtitle of today's talk is American Slaves, Part 3. Because I think Benny and I uh, have a perspective as coming from a background of oppression. Uh, many of us in America think that we're living in la-di-da land and there's all this great freedom. And what we're going to continue to discover is that the fundamental process of this country, which is the electoral system, is absolutely um, written with fraud. It is designed for fraud. And so what I'll do, Benny, is I'm just going to review with people a little bit about um, the new people joining. We'll let people join. Um, but what I'll start with is really reviewing um, with the past two talks very quickly, the uh, at the high level, the election fraud that took place in Massachusetts, the actions that we've taken, including the actual filing of the formal FOIA request with the Secretary of State, demands that we want all the ballot images. Uh, Benny's really going to share as one of the people who really, uh, along with Bev Harris, ben, Benny went in from a very powerful way at the programmatic side to really expose how these voting systems, as I shared yesterday, um, store the number of votes as a double floating point variable. We'll, we'll cover that and the implications of that. And then Benny and I are just going to have a good discussion to talking about the nature of freedom or slavery and what we really live in and the profound um, knowledge that this should uh, enlighten everyone that the foundation of the voting system that we have is basically fraudulent, right? It's completely uh, the, the stuff coming out of these voting systems is no evidence of what's actually taking place, right? So it's, as we talked about, an unambig- it's, not, it's not an unambiguous prediction. It's an ambiguous prediction, which means there's no evidence that when you get these numbers, it's the reality was taking place. So let me just remind everyone, that's why people joining, uh, people are joining us from Oregon. Um, uh, someone said, why did you put this out? And it's blinking. I'm not sure. Someone said it's blinking. Can everyone see this on Facebook? Um, someone said praying, uh, sound is off. Someone is saying sound is off. I think you can hear me, right? I can hear you just fine. Can you hear me? Uh, pray for your protection. Thank you. Um, the sound is not off, Crystal. Maybe you should turn yours on. California, we have Fort Worth, uh, Kentucky. Benny, we're, we're, you're out of Tennessee, right? Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis, uh, my Tennessee. sound is working. Yeah. Uh, I'm here in uh, Belmont, Massachusetts. Um, someone said expose Massachusetts for who they really are. Exactly. And that's what we're doing. Because as we talked about, Massachusetts is really the center of the deep state. This is where they really innovate all the criminal activities and then they promote it throughout the world. Most of these innovations, these insidious innovations really come out of Massachusetts. So let me uh, quickly review for people uh, uh, sort of where we're at with the campaign. As many of you know, I'm running for U.S. Senate and you can go to our website. Uh, When you go to the website, people can obviously support our campaign. People, we are now getting people to start pledging uh, in Massachusetts to vote for the campaign. So those of you who are in Massachusetts, you can literally go up here and you can pledge 
to vote for Dr. Shiva on the November 3rd election. So you put your first name, last name, your email. This is really important because we wanna get about 1.5 million pledges documented across Massachusetts. Our ground team is also gonna take this to the ground. And those of you who wanna volunteer for our campaign can go right here and you can click on volunteer. We have amazing volunteers. In fact, this Friday, we're having a really nice party uh, from seven to 9 p.m. at our building for all the amazing volunteers who helped us. So if you're volunteers and you volunteer for a campaign, you're welcome to join. But you can go right here and you can volunteer for our campaign. You can volunteer to help make out calls. You can volunteer to actually help us on the ground, collect pledges and actually you know, put up lawn signs, et cetera. So that's the campaign. And finally, um, most of you know that the central part of our campaign is to educate people on the principles of truth, freedom and health. Truth, freedom and health. And to also educate people on the notion of system. So, um, I never like taking anything for nothing. So those of you who support our campaign, you get access to this really cool book called System and Revolution, which will really educate all of you on, from a control system standpoint, from a very um, layman's term, what is a system and what does it mean to have revolution? Because everyone talks about revolution, but you have to understand what is a system and what is a revolution. So in about 108 pages on this ebook, everyone can learn that. And then you can apply those principles to understand your body as a system. And it took me about 20 years to write this very cool software tool, which everyone gets when they support the campaign. It's called Your Body, Your System, where you can use those principles to interrogate yourself and understand what kind of system you are, denoted by the red dot. So this is in this framework of what I call transport, conversion, and storage. All systems have the energy flavors of transport, conversion, and storage. So you can figure out what kind of system you are and then you can figure out how you're disturbed from your own homeostasis, where your body likes to be. And by the way, this is true of all systems. You're flying an airplane. It wants to go from point A to point B. If it's off course, denoted by the black dot, you make adjustments to bring it back here. And in life, the adjustments you do to your body are through food, exercise, supplements, et cetera. But the point is you can use this notion of systems to start understanding your body as a system. So I encourage everyone to take advantage of this again, our campaign is really about educating people about the intersection of truth, freedom, and health. Without freedom, we can't really uh, you know, evoke science to really get a truth. And without uh, a truth, we really will never really know um, what's really going on in terms of what the real problem is and what the real solution is for the health of our body, our infrastructure, et cetera. And without health, we don't really have the energy to fight for our freedom. So that's the intersection. That's what this campaign's on. So let me um, quickly review what we discussed last week um, before uh, Benny and I start, but or not last week, it was yesterday. Um, but yesterday, what I talked about was, um, and by the way, today's talk is Election Fraud, Massachusetts 2020, American Slaves, Part 3. And it's me, Dr. Shiva Adre, and I also have Benny Smith. Benny, I didn't get all your titles, but what I put out there is you're an election commissioner, right, Benny? Yeah a data analyst and a computer programmer, among other things. Yeah, so, that's good. And Benny will give his background. So this is what we talked about over the last two um, talks uh, to really give the big picture of election fraud. Number one, working people today are the victims of this attack. Uh, and to give you the level of what's going to working people, one indicator that came out in the Pew Research report about three days, four days ago, is that 52% of kids today live with their parents. 
that's higher than the highest level was before that was in the Great Depression when 48% of kids were living with their parents. And kids, we mean people in the ages of 18 to 28. And we talked about that. We also talked about that the middle class is what's being squeezed. The super wealthy uh, in the last uh, three, four months, 600 billionaires increased their net worth or their value, their balance sheets by 2.3 trillion. And then you have the poor are essentially getting poorer and the establishment wants to essentially make some plantation slaves and essentially have the middle class, which is gonna fund all of this. So you have the squeezing of the middle class. And one of the important things is that this is beyond black and white, meaning in places like Massachusetts, people will typically say, yes, the average net worth of a black person is $8 compared to their white counterpart um, in neighborhoods like Boston, which is around a quarter of a million dollars. However, even white people, low income households have fallen, their, their incomes have fallen by half, 40,000 about you know seven years ago, eight years ago, and now down to 20,000. So be it black or white, everyone's being screwed. And we also need to think beyond left or right. The entire paradigm of, of Democrat and Republicans is all completely nonsense. It's really made just as to divide blacks and whites. So today you have a bunch of people uh, planting the Black Lives Matter sign over here. A lot of liberal whites, by the way, who don't give a damn about black people. And then over here, you have white people saying, we don't wanna fund the police or we don't wanna defund the police. And that's creating against this left-right narrative. And the reality is, Police and people have always been united in revolutionary movements. Armies and police have always fought on the side of people. But the right, quote unquote, Republicans want to make this about police and the left wants to make this about black people. The reality is police and people need to be united. We also talked about issues like forced vaccinations, censorship, crumbling infrastructure, dirty air, dirty water, dirty food, increasing homelessness. And as we're going to talk about election fraud, all of these go beyond left and right. And that's what our campaign is about. As a part of that, we also talked about when we summarize that the U.S. voting systems and with Benny, we're going to go deeper into this, are really made. They're designed for election fraud. And there is no evidence. We're going to talk about evidence and review that of your vote. And, you know, at a high level, as we talked about, we're all under attack. Forced vaccination on its way in Massachusetts. Uh, Massachusetts got an F minus minus in infrastructure, horrible infrastructure crumbling roads, bridges, water systems. Massachusetts is the highest increase in homelessness in the United States in the last year, higher than California, highest unemployment for the last three consecutive months. And racism is the order of the day to pit blacks against whites. Um, so that's sort of the big picture. What we, yesterday's talk, we educated people on a little bit about mathematics and computers, right? How computers work. We talked about counting, you know, basic counting where you count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Those are called integers, or we call whole numbers, okay? And this is what you learn probably in first or second grade. There's another type of counting where you can add what are called decimals, 1 1.0, 1.1, 2.75, 3.01, 4.11. Again, probably in fourth or fifth grade or third or fourth, I don't know where they teach this anymore. That, those were called decimals, which are not whole numbers. And what this means is if you do 1.1, that means it's one and one-tenth of, of one-tenth of one, right? Or 2.75 is two and 775 over 100 or three quarters of one and so on, okay? So there's a big difference between integers and whole numbers because you have, for example, the one, a period, 
and another amount, which typically denotes a fraction of a number. And we talked about that. And then yesterday we really wanted to a lot of people are not programmers, but one of the most important things in programming, we talked about computers are actually very stupid creatures. They don't know anything. You have to tell them everything. And one of the important things you want to tell a computer when you're doing math, particularly, you have to tell the computer what are called variable types or data types. And the computer essentially knows these kinds of data types, a character, which is, for example, like cat or dog, or, or just the character C in cat or the A. Um, and these characters can have values at the byte level minus 128 to 127, which is basically 255 different types. Integers can go from minus 32,768 on the negative realm all the way up to 32,767. We talked about that. We also talked about computers know the concept of a long integer, which is an integer that can have more digits from minus 2,147,000, sorry, 2,147,483,648 to all the way to 2,147,483,647 and so on. And then we talked about that computers um, also are very, uh, when you do mathematics, to, typically in physics or science, you have this concept of floating point and double numbers, which is the decimal types. So you have integers and you have floating point. Floating point numbers are where you have one point, and after that you can have up to seven digits. Or you can have what's called double, particularly in physics where you want, or chemistry, or physical chemistry, where you want to get much more precision, you may add 15 digits after that period, like one point, and you have 15 digits, okay? And what we talked about was that these are, so when you're setting up a computer programmer, Benny and I can talk about it. We've both been programming for many years. Programmers, programmers are very, very good, particularly programmers, if you work for a company, you're going to get fired if you don't care about your data types. Right, Benny? You have to be, I mean, it's not like you randomly choose a data type. You're That's right. It's very consciously done. So here I did some pseudo programming. I said, imagine you have two integers, A and B, you want to add two integers. And you have a third integer called C where you store the results of A and B. So we set A to one and B to two. And then we say C equals A plus B. And we ask Dylan, Dylan, what's the answer? Uh, three. Three. Okay, three. Very simple, right? So you get the answer three. Now, then we took a different case. We said, what, what happens when you have two decimal values, but you're storing in an integer variable, okay? And by the way, there's various nuances here, but broadly, we said, let A be 1.11111 and B be 2.22222. And we said, let's say you're adding A and B and you store it in an integer, okay? What will that do? Well, typically it'll round it, but it's not going to be, initially, Dylan, you thought yesterday was going to be 3.22. 33333, right? right? What isn't? The answer is it's also going to be three because it converts it to an integer, right? So this is very important. The the adept programmer will know, wait a minute, this is I did the wrong typing here. Okay. So if you want to get the right answer in that case, you have to declare the storage variable C also as a double. So you have A equals 1.111111 and B equals 2.22222. Now, what's the answer, Dylan? Um, 3.333. Right. Yeah. So that's what you get. Okay. But the reason we shared this is to let you know programmers like Benny and I were very careful on what the data types we use because you could get fired if you get three versus 
3.3. You could blow up a building. You could a bridge won't work. A chemical because if these are chemical equations, you're off. And you could, you know. Uh, anyway, uh, mathematicians know that the. And by the way, these very this double type or floating points are really built for scientific computation. Fortran was one of the first earliest languages that I learned to program. They had the concept of floating point variables because it was called because you were doing very complex arithmetic, not just integers, not just one plus one, but these double variables. So the important point is double variables are fractional variables for capturing, you know, those fractions. Okay, for really capturing um, precision. Okay, so we also discuss the definition of evidence. And I want to review this again, because when I started sharing, wait a minute, there was an election fraud took place, some very dumb people, a lot of these talking head fools, said, oh, you don't have the evidence. And I said, well, do you know what evidence is? What is the definition of evidence? Oh, I don't know. Right. Well, the definition of evidence, according to science, is unambiguous predictions. This is a formal definition of evidence. And the problem is most people don't formalize this definition. Evidence is unambiguous prediction. This is a foundation of everything we have around us, why an airplane, we're able to go from point A to point B, why your thermostat works, why your car runs, because all of these are based on um, unambiguous predictions. So I gave the example of using Newton's laws, we can predict if you have a cannon ball, a cannon and you have it at 60 degrees and you, and you put a 10 pound cannonball and you put so much force in it, you can exactly predict that trajectory, right? In precision. That's unambiguous predictions. And that came from a lot of hard work that Isaac Newton did to develop the laws of motion. So unambiguous predictions is being able to predict unambiguously where that cannonball will start and where it will go. Now on election night, you're sitting on your TV and you turn it on at 8 p.m. when the polls close and you're seeing 1% voting. Okay, A got this many votes, B got this many votes. And then you see the trajectory of that election. The question is, is that evidence of what actually took place when people came to vote. And we, and we talked about that. And our position is that we're gonna learn is that the voting systems in the United States have no evidence of reality, okay? And the reason is this, if you take the device or the system, which is the voting machine or the voting process, you as a very good American citizen thinking we have democracy, go in and you cast your vote. Now you may cast your vote in a ballot in a place which counts it by hand, but typically 70, 80% today is done by electronic systems or more. In Massachusetts, 51 of the 350 cities, which is more, which is only, which is 20% do it by hand. The other 80% do it by voting system. So you go in and you, you give your ballot. It typically in the, in the electronic systems, it's scanned. And typically as Benny and I will discuss and Benny will give more details on this. He knows these systems really well. Um, is imaged. And when the image is done, optical character recognition is done to figure out your vote. It's counting not the original ballot, but it's counting the image. And those counts are stored in that black box in a program, okay? Now, what we're gonna share with you is that if the things here can be manipulated, then it's ambiguous. So the output is not evidence of what actually took place because it's actually ambiguous evidence. And the input, when you look at it, this is the ambiguity of the input. You don't have voter ID, you don't have authentication, you don't have receipt. You can't even prove that you went and voted 
in an election. There's no proof. I can say went and voted, they're checking me off, but I, uh, by and large, there's no proof that voting actually took place. So that's one part where the input itself is ambiguous. The second piece of this is consider this, the output. Let's say 10 people vote for A, 20 people vote for B. The output should give 10 votes for A and 20 votes for B, provided the system cannot change that output, mm -hmm. right? And what Benny and Bev Harris and John Brakey have uh, really educated me on over the last week is that it's not true because it is possible that you can change those numbers given the discoveries that uh, Benny and Be Bev Harris have made from the Diebold systems that you can actually change the vote by multiplying it by a factor and fractionalizing it. So the evidence is not evidence since the output is ambiguous, all right? And then we talked about some of the inconsistencies in the election that I uh, and our volunteers were actually taking advantage of, and we're not gonna take it lying down. We're coming back with a write-in campaign as we've talked about. But these were the activities of our campaign. 20,000 plus donations, 3,000 plus volunteers, 500 plus standouts, 7,000 lawn signs, 500,000 business cards. We, from all of your generous efforts, we raised over a half a million dollars and we put it all into billboards advertising. 95% of people in Massachusetts know Dr. Shiva in the name. 250 plus cities we visited door to door. So we had a real campaign compared to the doofus. We're not even gonna give many, we call them the doofus. A, a doofus found by the Republican governor um, this doofus was nowhere to be seen, no campaigning, no active volunteers, no brand equity, no organizations, no lawn signs, no bumper stickers. And what was the result of this? The doofus got 60 to 40% against me in black, Hispanic, and all white neighborhoods. By the way, Lawrence says 30% unemployment. You're telling me that they voted for this guy uh, who was nowhere to be found. And in, in the night of the election, Benny, I think I may have shared this with you, the Secretary of State literally, you know, um, you know, 12 hours before the election starts, this is what he says. He predicts, and, and this guy, by the way, is very corrupt. He was indicted, actually, by the Department of Justice, and he still gets to be Secretary of State. He said only 150,000 Republicans are going to vote. He had already received about 90,000 mail-in votes. So he's telling us only 55,000 Republicans will vote in person. That's what he put out in the news release. Meanwhile, he's predicting 1.2 million Democrats are gonna vote, and he already has close to three quarters of a million mail-in ballots. So why did he predict only 150 Republicans are gonna vote when the year before this, two years before, 250,000, 260,000 Republicans voted? Why is he doing that? And the reality was this is what actually took place. In 2018, 600,000 Democrats voted, 261 Republicans voted, for a total of this many Republican voters. And in 2020, 1.4 million Democrats voted, but only 259 Republicans going down, even though this news release said we're gonna have the highest primary turnout. So the end result is 100% increase in Democrat voters and a 0.5% increase. It makes no sense. You can clearly see that this number in our prediction should at least have been 320,000. That's what we talked about. And then we talked about the software mechanics of fraud. And then Benny, I think it'd be good for you to hop in right here. Let me, uh, and you can correct me if any of this stuff here, but uh, let me bring this up here. So what we, what I talked about Benny yesterday was that there is a system called the Diebold system, which you and Bev Harris dove really deep into. And, and this was a gems manual. And, and I think 
Benny, maybe you can start sharing shortly how this was really one of the original systems and this company was bought in various incantations and many of 90% of the voting systems really use the same core software. I also shared with everyone yesterday, I wanted to educate people, Benny, on software, that all software really has three layers. The presentation layer is what we know as a user interface. The business logic layer is the interface between the, the UI to the data layer where the data is actually stored. So typically, I think in the Debold system, you're saying they use like crystal reports for mm -hmm. presenting the data, like nice bar, bars and graphs, which they give to CNN and Fox News. And then, but the data is stored in a database, okay? And what we talked about was that in this database, in the GEMS manual, they give very, very beautiful description. And people can go to the previous video to, to talk about this, how these systems, if you look at it, pretty much are enterprise systems. They set up everything. They set up the voting, the printing of the ballots, how, what kind of race you can have, a one-on-one -on -one race, one-on-three race, so on. And there's a whole workflow that they describe. And one of the things we pointed out was on page 156 of this manual, or 2 156, they have the notion of you can set up different kinds of races. And Benny, you brought this out in the website that you and Bev figured out that there was a release note put out in 2001, June of 2001, saying that they have a thing called a weighted race type. And, and what that says is that a, a, a race can be weighted. So even if I got 10 votes and Benny got 20 votes, you could multiply my 10 votes by five or 0.5 and Benny's could be multiplied by 10. So my votes, 0.5 could become five votes and Benny's 20 votes could become 200 votes. That there's a feature built into these systems which lets you multiply the votes by a number and that number could be a fraction. And there's examples we shared about this. And one of the things that Benny discovered because Benny, I think you want to talk about, you actually got the software, right, Benny? And you started maybe playing around with it. And you found out that when you set the race type to 10, voila, the entire user interface changes. And you could do weighted race types. And Benny will talk about that. And then Benny and um, Bev Harris, through various types of FOIAs, they actually were able to show when they actually loaded the data up from one of the elections in 2004 that... For example, the Kerry Edwards race versus Bush Cheney in 2004, the data is in fact stored, the number of votes by default as decimals, as you can see here. So the question is, why are they storing whole number of votes as decimals? And that's what we talked about. And then, and then Benny uh, brought this out. He said the fraction vote capability is built into the GEM system for all races, right, Benny, whether it's weighted or not. It's, it's right. one of the big discoveries. And I think the biggest discovery that Benny made which I think um, the world needs to know about this, is that when Benny actually opened up the database in the voting system and looked at the database structure, total votes, the number is stored as a double variable. This is probably one of the most profound things that everyone needs to take away. Why are they storing my votes as a decimal number, as Benny showed evidence of right here? This is really the issue. So Benny, I'm going to, um, you know, let's go into conversation mode here. But Benny, that's what we discussed over the last two conversations. And uh, Benny, maybe you can really share with us how you got into this, you know, and what, you know, and, and you know, and then we'll start uh, discussing. Go ahead. Okay. 
Uh, thank you so much for having me, man. It's been a joy to to, to kind of talk about this subject with you. It's so funny um, to hear you. Like you got so many accolades, and I'm 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 just such a basic guy uh, that that can get an arithmetic expression and and talk about it uh, with with some understanding. Um, but when I talked about the double feature being you the to- most important thing, yeah. no, and everybody thought that that was that was that was trivial. Um, and, and it's so refreshing to hear, you know, somebody who, who is like minded to understand the significance of just that one little change. Right. It's it's not a default setting. You have to burn a few calories to change it. Um, but by way of background, I, I'm obviously I'm, I'm a I'm a programmer. Uh, so I got some skin in the game. I can get fired for the code. I write. Uh, it's not it's not theory for me. It's actual practice. Uh, and I and I just believe that that theory is skewed by practice every day and twice on Sundays. Um, so I've, I've been known as the numbers guy in Shelby County. Um, I've been writing uh, predictive analytics. Uh, I, my background is analytics and, and I'm a data nut. I, I write uh, code. I, I deal with data. I deal with those three different layers. I, I do analytics, which is the presentation layer. Uh, so I'm dealing with data a lot. And, and I wrote this program that, that, that really was is geared to, to take the cost down of running in elections and help candidates you know, run for, for office if they were serious. Uh, to give them a, a way of reaching the public in a way that was a little bit more uh, scientific in the approach because uh, you, 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 the electoral process is basically a needle in a haystack. So my my whole bailiwick was trying to create a stack of needles for people. Uh, and during that process, most of the people, if they wanted to get elected, they came through me. Uh, and I would I would you know run campaigns and, and help people uh, run for office. But in 2014, uh, a number of those candidates, they came to me and they were insisting that their elections have been stolen. And, and, and you know, I'm the guy that, that's running all the numbers. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying, you, you probably lost, right? I, I didn't see you knocking on any doors. You know, showing up at the church ain't enough. Uh, and putting flyers in cars. You actually got to touch some tangible people. You got to get some donations, right? A lot of the things that you're showing on your slides, I was telling those people, you got to have some donations, right? You got to have some, there has to be some strategic planning around uh, running a campaign where you have some civic engagement and involvement. Um, but as a consolation prize, you know, I'm a software developer. I, I got about 200,000 lines of code under my belt. As a consolation prize, I said, well, I look at the software, right? Um, so I reached out to Bev Harris of blackboxvoting.org. She had the software that we use in Shelby County. We still use it. We're going to vote in the November election on the same software uh, that, that you're describing. We're going to use that in November. Um, but she, she gave me you know, these files that were results of discovery from court cases. And I just basically took a look at the, the, the system. I didn't didn't reverse engineer it. I didn't use a Ghidra or anything like that. I did it all legal. Um, so I didn't want to um, I didn't want to do anything that, that would give me uh, any any advantages. And I and I basically just wrote on a whiteboard. You know, I had to ask myself the, to lay out the framework. I said, you know, if I was going to steal still election, uh, for myself, how would I do it? I'm, I'm obviously I'm gonna do it good, um, and I, I got to do it without getting caught. And and I figured out my design requirements. And another piece of my background, I I, I write a lot of software that's for finance, uh, and that's such a such a different uh, uh, animal when you deal with with finance because the term that I'm going to use, every finance guy is gonna know what it is, right? It's a basic function that you see in finance all the time, and and just by way of experience. I developed, a, I built an application that that a company they they push about 180 million dollars worth of commission payments through it. 
I really don't remember a single line of code that I wrote for it. I really don't. Um, I, I, I did a two million, $2 billion budget uh, using allocations. And this is the, the feature that I'll probably highlight tonight. Uh, and I was only off by $2 after rounding. Now, if you would have told a finance guy that I was off a quarter million dollars, they said they would have said, this is our guy um, because they understand the need uh, for decimal precision. If you guys just everybody's watching, just go look at the gas. Next time you go to the gas station, it's three decimal places. It's not two. Right there. The money doesn't 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 operate in the finance realm like people think it does. You know, the second decimal places is, is cents. So what's the third decimal? What's the third decimal place? Right. That's the precision. So that when you do this approximation uh, by allocation, that's how you you distribute money uh, top down or bottoms up in a way that gives you an approximation, right? So I laid out that in order for this to work, there was some, there was one variable that I couldn't, couldn't get around, right? There's, there's one variable you can't predict. And that's how many people who's gonna walk into the polling place. You're just not gonna know, right? So, you know, there are people who say, well, you can take every third vote, well, you can't. This, this sounds good, but you, but you can't do that, right? If you have an even number, you're still gonna lose. Um, but if, if you could assign a percentage uh, allocation amount, then that would actually work because you could do that on the fly. It wouldn't take a lot of computational power, but there was one requirement. And the example I always give is, is if, you know, you can't predict how many people are going to walk in. So let's say Shiva, you're going to win this race, by the way. Um, let's say that Shiva is running against me and we've decided that Shiva is going to get 70% or whoever walks into the booth, right? 10 people walk into the booth, Shiva gets seven votes. What if nine people walk in? What do I give him? That's 6.3, right? Shiva, you the math guy, but but that's I think that's 6.3. Yeah. Uh, that's 6.3. You cannot do that, right? I just chopped the whole torso off of a person if I tried to do that. Point three of a person, I'm just leaving them with the legs, right? So I surmised that in order for this to work, I was like, it's a deal breaker if it's not there because it's going to be a wonky a clumpy application that is going to have round off errors and these typical things that you see in finance, they're not going to be accessible. So the first thing that I did was I went to look at the database to see how they counted it. Um, the default setting is long integer uh, and a derived setting or, or, or a user changed or a programmer changed setting, there it is, is double. And that's what makes this so important because they count us like money at that point. Right. So now we're not one person. You, you have completely obliterated the, the notion of one person, one vote. Right. That that where you highlight now, that look like we're talking about how much money somebody has in the bank. Right. It's a banking program. Now we're looking at cents on the dollar. Right. And when you allow uh, uh, that to, to th that counting mechanism to exist in, a, in an application that really should be long integer. Right. Long energy gives you two billion. Right. So there's not going to be a precinct with two billion people voting in it. So that's a plenty. <laughs> that, that, that's a plenty. That's not going to be two billion people to vote in, vote in the U.S. We, we probably got 300 million you know, citizens. So there's no reason for that to be there. Uh, it has to be intentional. So literally, once I found that that double feature was there, I started Googling a lot of these documents that got uh, leaked when Bev Harris found the source code files. And I went searching for emails to see that the program, I knew the programmers were gonna struggle with how many decimal places to use. I think NASA uses 15 decimal places uh, when they calculate, uh, uh, they use 15 decimal places of pi, right? 
If you yeah. if you don't think it matters, just chop it off. You're gonna miss the moon by a mile. <laughs> All of that precision will add up uh, over time. So it's a very significant piece of architecture that you would you would use uh, in an election like this. And that you know when I found it, I was like, you know, nobody's gonna believe like it's it's, it's such a dense subject, right? And and I applaud you for like you get it, right? So you're, you're probably the first person that got it immediately. Benny, a- I think Benny, I think one of the important things to summarize is that I think the bottom line here is that if people are walking into a voting booth, right? And you and I are running, right? And what you, the point you're saying is that in order to cheat, this is the reverse engineering that you did, you'd have to be able to do allocations. Yes. Right? So yes. 70% of the votes go to Shiva, regardless of whatever happens and 30% go to Benny. Right. In order to do that allocation, if you simply did, I think the case you said, you know, um, 70% of nine people, 6.3, that means the 30% of right. the other people would be 2.7. So what do you do with this, with this problem, right? That you actually have. Mm-hmm. So you need to have a double variable, longer digits in order to be able to do the allocation. Yeah. So- the best example, that lay- layman example I give is let's say that for, for the audience that me and Shiva are going to split a precinct down the middle, right? And somebody was foolish enough to give us 50-50, right? But three people walked into the booth. That's four votes. You, right. can't, you can't do it. 1.5 and 1.5, right? You, 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 can't, you can't do it. Three, 1.5 and 1.5. 1.5 rounds up to two. And the other 1.5 rounds up to two. So you're going to be over by one vote. So yes, scenarios where there are more votes than voters or less votes than the participants. And that's just, yeah, that's, that's not good. Yeah, and, and I think that's one of the most important things. So because this feature exists, if it's misused the wrong way, you're going to get that round off error because they're doing, uh, you know, some fool. Some of these people are very foolish, right? Because they have a lot of hubris. So you have to get the ballot images and compare them to the actual participants who actually voted, which is what we've asked for from the Secretary of State, because, you know, it's pretty clear some serious cheating took place here. So it's a yeah, with the valid image, that that is the that is the one thing that a, that an algorithm can't touch, right? Well, if I give you 0.5 of a circle, I still voted for Shiva, <laughs> right. right? The intent is still enshrined there, and when you're running, like I can hide a, a hundred thousand votes in a in a computer program, but I can't hide a hundred thousand images. I can't hide a hundred thousand. Thing you just want to do is, so, you know, yesterday when we did our live, right? Um, a woman recorded, we're talking about basically, by the way, Facebook and Twitter and YouTube do not want to acknowledge election fraud takes place. You know, when I put this thing out, I called it hashtag election fraud, Massachusetts 2020 American slaves. And what we noticed yesterday was the first day they, they didn't catch on. The second day, which was yesterday, we noticed that Facebook, literally when the video was up, the post was up, People were trying to like it and share it, Benny. People weren't able to do that. So I just wanted just to take a quick break and just show people that when we talk about election fraud, the major big tech does not want to talk about election fraud because they're part of it. They're part of the election fraud. So I just wanted someone just reminded me to share this. Yesterday, when I was sharing this, uh, I can share it right here in the uh, Chrome tab window. You will literally see here. I don't know if you can see this, Benny. This is a woman who is literally, maybe I can make this a little bit bigger and I'll rewind it. She actually 
she did a great job, Crystal Ellis. She actually videotaped on her own machine how she is attempting to share wow. her video, okay, or like it. So you can see here, she is literally going to our video, which is on election fraud, and hitting the like button, and it goes away. It's yeah. it again. Tries to like it. Look at it, it goes away. Tries to like it, it goes away. But then she goes and likes someone else's vid, uh, post. Wow. Look at this, like someone else's, fine. And so on. Comes back and like wants to like our thing. Okay. Oh, wow. This is, the, this is a fraud. This is like fraud to the power of two. They don't even want us talking about election fraud. Okay. So I wanted to share that with people. So there's no illusions because this is caught red handed and organizations like Google and Facebook and Twitter do not want us discussing election fraud. And I'm getting a lot of messages here that people are throttling this, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because I think we want to talk about that, right? Because what we're talking about is you and Bev have clearly found out that all the election systems are basically, if you and I run, they could overnight multiply by us by a percentage, fix the votes, you say store it as a double variable. And I think what, what Benny discovered is, is huge. And a lot of people don't get the uh, importance of this discovery is that why are you storing a whole number as a floating point variable? Yeah. That itself nullifies to me the anyone who says, oh, you need to prove to me that, no, you need to prove why the hell you put in a floating point variable, right, Bernie? The, Benny, this yeah. is what people really need to talk about. Why is the software program, and by the way, this is, I think, in every program, right? It's a default setting. Yeah. yeah. That each of the I know that when when this because this this study I did this in 2015 and Bloomberg Business Week they wrote about it in 2016 and they did it as a part of their cybersecurity set segment. Um, this was this was literally four years ago now, um, and we had similar stories when it was when it was being published and people were trying to share the links. They were saying that they couldn't share it. Um, we type we we call the proof of concept fraction magic. Um, even though it was it was you know reasonably vetted, um, Bloomberg isn't going to write some trash, right? Um, I, I I basically did everything. Uh, shout out to George Munger. I see a, a guy I know uh, that just uh, he's a former commissioner. He was the one that gave me the uh, the files that I that I that I used. Okay. But um um when when you when you consider that it was completely taboo to talk about this. The subject that that everybody hones in on is voter fraud. Right. That's what you hear. Voter fraud, voter fraud. But but a, a person doesn't have any incentive to, to to commit fraud more than an election official uh, has to remain in power. And that's kind of the 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 um, the the mantra that I that, that was that was what I used to build an application that I that I built to kind of, you know, show this. I wasn't it's not a hack. Right. Let's just let's, let's just dispel the notion that what I developed was a hack. It was literally a. I took the developer's manuals and I and I built it to spec, and that proof of concept we call it fraction magic. Um, it's a complete exploitation of one person, one vote, uh, and that's just the most significant uh, takeaway from it. But Benny, uh, just, to, just to let people know what you did, you went and got the actual software of the Gem software, loaded it up on a server, which has that three tier architecture, a presentation layer where people can see the votes coming in. Mm -hmm. Where and a database, which is basically a Microsoft Access database, so it's pretty rudimentary in some sense. Yep, it's a it's a it's, it's a basic uh, uh, mid two thousand level application. 
Uh, it's there's a lot of sophistication and nuance inside of it. Um, right. Uh, we'll we'll schedule uh, uh, maybe some in the next week or so. We'll do a demonstration for your audience. Uh, to show them, it's it's gonna floor you, man. Once you see it, you can't you can't unsee it. Uh, the level of precision, I just say you get to be God without His permission, and that's just a rough place to be in when you when you're talking about so much power that changes hands through the electoral. Manny, I think one of the most important things you told me was when that database, when that software is on that server, the database has no password protection. No, this yeah, is quite amazing. So yeah. Who knows anything about databases, which means you could write an external program to, which is what you wrote, to literally find that value where the total votes is, which is a double, do your own math, allocate, and update it, right? So That's exactly what I did. Within seconds, you could update that. So you could imagine that, you know, one call is made on election day, things aren't going well yeah. to a person, and they literally can update the values on that server because it's a fractional value to whatever they want. And that's what Benny unequivocally showed. He wrote his own program that could go right into that database. I think that's probably the most important thing people need to understand that you're able to manipulate that value, A, because of software, the database is accessible. You can go right to the database layer. You don't need to go through the UI. You don't need to go to the middleware. You can go right at the database layer and just write your own code. Yeah, and the other important thing about that is when you do it that way, you miss the audit logs. You 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 you're you're completely undetected at that point. Uh, there's no code to delete and eat. I hear people say all the time, "Oh, you can just you got to have some self-eating or deleting code." I'm like, dude, they never knew I was there. I'm the last thing they saw before they went night night, and 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 you don't know that I was there. Um, so you know, people who write code, uh, sometimes we can disagree. Uh, uh, on the merits, but we can't disagree on the facts. Yep. So I, I think I think this part of the discussion, I, I wanted you to hear from the person who actually found this in the code, is that the variable for total votes, just to keep it really simple, to validate this, you know, you heard it from me yesterday, is stored as a non-whole number. And everyone should be asking everyone, yeah. for that matter, why is our votes stored as fractions? And the reason we entitled this American slaves is remember slaves were thought of as five eighths of a human being, right? Three fifths. Yep. So I got, I got a story on that one. Actually, uh, when I was conducting the, um, the study, um, I, I realized that there were two layers. There's like two levels of books that you have the, the, the total level where it's just two totals. It's me and you, uh, she was, she was the winner. I'm the loser. But then there are the precinct level totals, right? And each precinct level has different counter groups. So you got early voters, you have absentee voters, and you have people who participate at the polls. So the complexity of what you do is more granular at the lower level. When we're we're below the the uh, we're in the data later now, layer now, right? So that structure, you're going to have a lot more round off errors at that lower level of precision. So I went asking for that report and, 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 and I'll just say like, I am a sitting election commissioner who cannot get that report now. I'm asking for that report now and I can't get it as a sitting election commissioner. But I was a citizen when I was conducting this study. I asked the commissioner Norma Lester at the time. Um, she got me that report. And so I was, I was conducting a study and I, and I basically said, well, if I'm gonna do this type of, of, of election theft, because right? it's election fraud, not voter fraud. Um, I had surmised that that 
you know, I said, does anybody have a, uh, an incentive to remain in power? And that was a resounding yes. And the next question was, well, what would you do to stay in power? And that's like lie, cheat, steal, kill. Kill is still on the table because people do. Yeah. Me and you, we're not feeling suicidal, Shiva. <laughs> so, um, you know, that that is a lot. There's a lot at stake to, to win an election. There's a lot of power. So I literally said, well, if you're going to do it, you have to do it at the, the least level of getting caught. And that would be at the central tabulator level because there's a lot less granularity there. So I went to the polls and, and I took a shout out to Blackberry. I took a picture with my Blackberry. I took a picture of the poll tape. Right. And that was literally like a cash register receipt of the totals at that precinct. And when I took that picture is 548 votes. Uh, and then when it hit the central tabulator, that same uh, uh, precinct only reported 330 votes. Now, mind you, I'm studying fraction magic. I'm looking for, for, for any type of anomalies and I run across another error. This wasn't the presence of fraction magic. This was, this was another error. But to your point, 548 missing uh, uh, that 200 and something votes was almost 40%. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like three fifths in decimal form is 0.6. So if I lost four percent of the value, are they counting us as three? Like literally, I'm going crazy in my head. I'm like, are they counting us as as three fifths? And it turned out not to be the case. It was just a whole memory card that that dropped. It was a whole another another error that I found, which just underscores the fact that even if you if you even if you don't subscribe to the theory that there can be an election fraud, it's just times if computers just flat out don't count right. So you have to have something that is transparent and authenticatable, right? You have to be able to. It, it, there may be some that say. Well, Shiva probably lost. Well, what is it? What is it to Shiva that he can't know that, right? What? Why doesn't Shiva have any evidence that that's the case, right? You are a complete math head, and that is not going to resolve in your mind. And you, and the more you look for for a resolution, the more questions you end up with. You end up in this rabbit hole that I've been in for for four oh, years. So. I, I think this is the issue, right? So you're getting a result. You see on Fox News or CNN, person A got 100 votes, person B got 50 votes. So if you just look at it very simply, where is those two numbers coming from? It's right. coming from the output of a computer system. Right. Now, in order for that to be evidence, it has to be unambiguous, which means you should be able to trace it back through the entire process and find out where it was. So yesterday, Dylan, Dylan, come on over here, say hello. Dylan, Dylan and I, uh, when Dylan, Dylan, uh, Dylan went over and, you know, he videotaped me handing this request uh, right here to the, uh, head, the secretary of state. And in that we said, look, we want all ballot images, right? Because the ballots go through the image scanner. And then the optical thing is counting that we wanted all the ballot images. We wanted all the uh, voting records, et cetera. And the the guy at the front desk, he, he out of nowhere, we were absolutely kind. We were, you know, I can get pretty angry with these people. I was very kind, you know, suit and tie. And uh, he said out of nowhere, what do you think? The election is rigged or something out of nowhere. We didn't even we didn't even bring that up. And the next thing he said was, oh, you're asking for ballot images. Uh, we don't have those. I believe that feature was turned off out of nowhere. He makes his point. And, and uh, I said, well, I, I said, I believe that's a standard feature of the D-Bowl. That's all we said. But here's a front desk guy who's telling us that he believes this ballot imaging feature was turned off. That means if it's turned off, 
we can never know the evidence. And this is no different than in science. This just happened with a research paper that came out two months ago on hydroxychloroquine. You know, people did a research experiment and the research paper said hydroxychloroquine, which Trump has been saying is not dangerous, right? And he's saying it's a solution. The Lancet paper, the Lancet is one of the most prestigious medical journals. It had published that hydroxychloroquine is absolutely dangerous. Well, someone said, oh, really? Can you show me the data? Like the ballot images. Guess what? The guy says, we don't have the data. The vendor where we got the data doesn't want to give it to us. That's what this is. That paper was retracted. So if they can't give us the ballot images, this election should be retracted because it means you cannot prove its evidence. So, Benny, I think it'd be valuable for people to understand at the software level, what you and I were talking about is that the standard feature is the ballot images are saved, right? And the 22-month rule and all this. Yeah, so uh, I work with Audit USA. Uh, John Brakey is is a juggernaut in this in this in this part. When we were doing, uh, there was Mimi Kennedy, me, Bev Harris, and John Brakey when we were when we were uh, doing the vid- video for Fraction Magic. Um, and John kept asking me a question. He was like, "What did you do to the ballot images? What did you do to the ballot images?" I said, "Man, I tried to get at them, but it just nukes them." Right. If when I whenever I run fraction magic, it completely destroys those images because the, the, the image can't figure out what to do with a decimal place. It's a picture. Right. Um, you, ca- you can't do anything with it. And I said, well, it destroys them. And he said, well, if we went after ballot images, we we should be worried if they don't want to give them to us. And I said, absolutely, because that would be the proof positive of what actually happened. And we studied the manuals and, and John has really been the champion of this. Uh, he started the ballot image project and he literally goes to every town suing for ballot images. And it's just uh, it's just amazing to see he's, he's suing the entire state of Florida right now. Um, I think the secretary of state for, for California, Secretary Padilla, uh, is basically warning counties that they cannot turn this off. And here's the reason why, right? I'm gonna put my commissioner hat on, right? Federal statute says that anything in connection with conducting election has to be preserved for 22 months. Well, the newer technology uses those images to derive every characterization and count. It doesn't, when you put the ballot through a scanner, it doesn't count the ballot, it counts the image. So that's like, you know, uh, getting rushed to the hospital and burning up the ambulance, <laughs> right? You can't, you can't, you just can't do that. that or that's like saying, Oh, this plane crashed, but let's not look for the black box, right? Yeah, and and what's interesting, Benny, is this guy is telling us at the secretary, he's saying, I don't have the ballot images, and I believe that feature was turned off. This is in a U.S. Senate federal election, and he's telling that to me, the candidate with all of his volunteers who busted his buns doing all this work. So... That's the level of people they are. They're basically, he's telling me the ballot. Image, now we're going to, we're, and then he, then he sort of stepped back. He forgot what the hell he actually said. And he said, oh, oh I'll send, I'll put it in writing. I'll put all this in writing. So we don't know what's going to come in writing, but we do know that, that this is violation of federal law because they're supposed to save it for 22 months. Is that right? Yeah. You, you ran in a federal election and those, anything that was, if a record was created, then it was supposed to be preserved. And I know for most of these machines by default, it has to, it has to have the image because they're, they're not to get too technical, but there's a cast vote record that's gonna create a log of the, uh, the undervotes and the overvotes so that you can go back and authenticate uh, some of these results. And the vendors, you know, 
they get a hard time and I and I give them a hard time. I'm not letting up off the gas on the vendors. Um, but they actually make these these software uh, platforms to be um, auditable. It's just that they are configurable, right? I would not allow you to put your car in reverse before you put your foot on the brake. It's just it's just a suicide mission, right? So to, to allow you to bypass that that feature is just something that that really does not comport with reality. And and I I would think there should be liability for for something like that. So I, I think the I think a couple of takeaway points just in this part is that a your votes are stored as a numerical value. We money. That is a decimal, a fraction, like yeah. money, like you know, uh, five dollars and four cents. Yeah. And that's one of the. The other thing is that in these electronic systems, pursuant to law, the, what they're actually counting is not the ballot. So that you take the ballot, the paper ballot gets put God knows where. Some cases it's been shredded, like in the Tim Canova case, right? And I'm then, sure. and then they are actually analyzing the ballot image. So the ballot image is what was used for counting, and by law, that ballot image should be saved. And yeah, other, wait, yeah, wait. And I, and I think what you found was if fractional, if the fractional voting was in place, which is we're having or multiplying it by, let's say my votes were fractionalized, the ballot images were likely deleted because you can't have the ballot images around. Yeah. So you're going to delete them. That's what's going to come out of this request that we found out. It's going to be a big, big wake up call to a lot of people if they can't deliver us a ballot images. Yeah, I, I, I expect a full head of steam not to give you a single image for sure. Uh, yeah. There was one thing that, that you said that I wanted to correct. Um, the the software, if you and, and that's where you know you got your you got the right you got the right concept, Shiva. If yeah. you were building, if you were building it, this is how you would build it. And if I was building it, OCR, you would think that when you fill in that ballot, the bubble will it will find that bubble and go and extract the name. Right. Um, but it doesn't. It goes and extracts an identity from it. And if you were doing it correctly, you would you would go and extract the name. And the other piece that I would say to just lend a little credence to your writing campaign is the one thing I, that I couldn't play with was the ballot images or the write-in votes. The right in votes, they are, they are documented they, and they have to keep those. So to everyone listening, um, again, getting back to our campaign, we don't let up. But, but, you know, you come from a slave background. You always want to get off the plantation. OK, but if you never have been a slave and you forgot you're a slave, you can remain on that plantation for a long time. You know, I came from an untouchable background, as I shared with you, Benny, you know, where we were treated as racism on steroids in India. So my whole life has been trying to get off the plantation. You know, and to me, coming to America was icing on the cake. And I know you've shared a little bit about, about your background, but I think people need to understand what this system really shares with us is we're all slaves. We're actually slaves. And we can and our level of slavery can be manipulated by the fact that we're we're decimal votes. And this is and as Benny shared, this is not only at the aggregate level. They can control that number. They can control it precinct by precinct by precinct. Benny, we did an analysis of all the votes that we got and we ran through county by county by county. Interesting data. And we're still getting it with more data in one of the counties where we, you know, this fool gets 60, 40 everywhere, 60, 40 percent in Hispanic neighborhoods, 60, 40 percent in black neighborhoods, 60, 40 percent in white neighborhoods. This guy's a man for all seasons, you know, <laughs> right. you guys out there. Right. Well, we one of the most this is what's interesting. Franklin County is all white working class people. We won there. 
Mm. Okay, like 55, 45, we beat this guy by, you know, uh, six to 10 points. Guess what? 70% of the votes in that county were counted by hand-drawn ballots. Yeah, that okay? makes so, sense to me. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so, so this is something. And then you go look at all the other counties. It's like 90% of the votes was done by digital scans. So our view, Benny, you and I have talked about this, that my view is about 100,000 ballots were just thrown away, okay? Because there should not have been less voting this time than last two years ago. There should have been at least 320,000 votes. So my view is about 60 to 100,000 votes were just tossed. And then they applied this factoring 60, 40 across the board. But they couldn't do it in the hand-counted voter area. Yeah, you can do it. Franklin County, we won. We won, and 70% of the votes in those towns were hand-counted. So to everyone listening out there, that's why we're going to be running a write-in campaign. And everyone out there, whether you're outside of the United States or outside of Mass, what we need you to do right now is to tell all your friends in Massachusetts to go right to our website, which is right here. Let me go right here. And tell people that one of the important things they can do in a very practical way to help us right now is to go right up to this website where we're actually starting to get people can say right here, I vote for Dr. Shiva. What we're doing, Benny, is we're telling people to tell us now almost a documentation that they're sure. going to pledge to vote for us so that we get their SMS thing and we can actually start communicating with them. And we're going to tell all of our ground volunteers. So everyone out there, if you know friends in Massachusetts or you're in Massachusetts and you don't want to be an American slave, get out of your slavery and start pledging to us now to Benny's point, we're going to do a write-in campaign. And this write-in campaign gives us a huge advantage of tracking everything. The, the, the cheating diminished significantly. The other thing is people can literally go here and they can volunteer to help us collect pledges. We're going to have an army of people literally starting to communicate with people. So you can also go here and volunteer to be a volunteer. I mean, you can sign up to be a volunteer. So but I think, Benny, to your point, this is why a write-in campaign I mean, it's obviously a lot more work. We're going to have to work. They don't work. The good news is we spent so much money last time, Benny. 95% of people in Massachusetts know us. So if someone wears our hat and our T-shirt, people are going to come to you. And you can tell them, you know what? We're all slaves. We got to stop this election fraud. We're all slaves. They want to force vaccinate us. We're all slaves. People like Google and Facebook are wanting to censor us, which are one of the foundation, uh, the, the things that we want to fight against. We want freedom. We don't want big tech to own anything. We, we own everything. We want real health against forced vaccination. One size doesn't fit all. We're fighting for truth with you know this whole election fraud stuff. So I think people have a huge opportunity to really get off their butts. You can't be complaining because what we're sharing in this video today and what we shared, you know, two in the last two days is election fraud is how the establishment keeps us slaves. This is sort of the foundation of the foundation of quote unquote American democracy. And I think this is more dangerous, I believe, than the ex expose I did on Monsanto or even the expose we did on Fauci, because this goes even deeper to the essence of political power. And I think you were telling me earlier, uh, Benny, that that uh, it, someone in your county put in eight eight million dollars to run for a governor. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's important to tell people the importance of that. Right. Um, I want to underscore one thing that uh, this is a fiercely nonpartisan issue. Um, you, everybody who's listening, anybody who is, if, whether you're a Democrat or you're a Republican, 
you should want to prove that elections are real, right? You want to prove that elections are real. And it's really hard to stop a landslide. She was a Republican, but I'm a Democrat. I'm a staunch Democrat. We are talking exactly the same language. They say math is, 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 is the language of all. Um, so we are, we are literally talking about his right to run on the issues that he believes he represents his uh, constituent base from. We had a, a guy who ran for governor. He probably worth $50 million, but he spent about $8 million out of his pocket in the, in the, in the, in the late 90s, and he lost. And he ran again um, maybe about 14 years later, and he, and, he, and he became the governor. But I literally jingled that part of my brain that says, why would you want to spend $8 million to run for a seat that's only going to pay you less than a million over four years? And then it hit me. Power. You already got the money. You can give your buddy a $50 million contract annually across the entire state. If you're the person that is the arbiter and an authoritarian of, over, over some of these contracts. So if you look at the way governments are run, um, there is a there is a lot of power and control when you are the person who is controlling the purse strings of an entire state. We collect taxes. Everybody pays to the capital city and the governor decides where that money goes. Yeah, and I think you follow the money, people like us, working people coming into power, where we're gonna do the right things on the interests of working people beyond left and right. That is a very dangerous thing to the establishment. Right. Especially when we rally people around an issue like this, um, Benny, on something like a voter fraud. That's gonna yeah. break down the Stop barrier. putting it on us. Stop telling us that we commit the fraud, right? Right. I'll come in the fraud. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so the thing is, I think I think the the foolish people when we look, I have no it takes me a lot of time to say, you know, someone defrauded me. Right. right. It's a lot of effort. Right. But it's there. They must prove just like in science. If I bring up a question, wait a minute, can I see your data on hydroxychloroquine? The, according to the scientific method, the journal must show me the data. Right. And we have to really turn the tables in the right way. The government, we pay them. We are the consumers. Show me the data, show me the money in some way. I'm glad you made that point because the, I'm gonna put the election commission hat on. This is all supposed to be public information. Yeah, right? ben, ben, the election commissioner. everyone listen to him. He's actually an election commissioner. Right, this, right? This, this information is supposed to be made available to the public. Those are freedom of information, that's FOIA, right? What Shiva did was he asked for what he is entitled to, not as a candidate, as a citizen. He's supposed look, there are two P's that don't belong in the same room together, right? Public and proprietary. And that is literally the perfect storm that we have wandered into. We pay for these this equipment, we buy this proprietary equipment with public dollars. And then a public citizen demands or wants to see. That information he's told that that information that was bought with public dollars is proprietary. There's something wrong with that. There's there's yep. something entirely wrong with that. And 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 in private industries, if it's a publicly traded company, you got socks and a bunch of other uh, uh, things that well, you got auditors. Ernst and Young is coming in to 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 look at and audit the records. You don't have it in government, right? You just don't have it. You just don't have that in government, so they can run rampant with impunity. And as long as they they take somebody who isn't willing to fight, that's why I applaud you, Shiva, man. Like I really applaud that you don't you, you're not gonna take it sitting down. Like you you really want to pursue 
an authenticatable result. If they gave you, uh, you know, four million pieces of paper and you could go and count it all and believe that it was was true because they gave it to you, you know, in a in a reasonable time frame, you can accept losing. But it's real hard when 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 you can't even authenticate it. Right. I, yeah, I, 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 and I think that's the issue, Benny, because, you know, when we started, you know, our discussion early on, I do math, man. I've been I've been doing yeah. math all my life. Right. Yeah, you're a math's math guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I know math. You know, I, I can I won. Uh, give you an idea. Many, many years ago, I went to I never never played poker. Right. I, I can do counting reasonably. Well, I, I want a million dollar poker game. OK, because I can do counting and I can do prediction. Oh, I won so many prediction games. Just wow. using basic math, okay? And I, I don't want to go through all that, but the, I want to give that background. So when I, when we were, we ran this campaign like a professional organization. We had amazing world class people every morning. By the way, no one got paid. People were doing it because they believed in something. Right. Right. Person, we knew that we had gotten two hundred thousand votes at seven p.m. because we had gotten so many pledges. We had done the math, the predictions. And we knew a minimum of 325,000 people were going to vote. When I saw 260,000 people in the night before, Galvin said only 150,000 people. I said, something is off. It didn't make any sense. It's like, you know, as a physicist, you got to go in that direction to go to the moon. And some guy's saying, go in that direction. You're going to end up, you know, going into the sun. Okay. That's how off this was. And we called an emergency meeting at 12 midnight on August 30th. I said, why the hell is the secretary of state? saying 150,000 people are only going to vote. It didn't make any sense. And the problem is that people don't study math anymore, which is unfortunate. People are, do not understand that the entire voting system from what we're sharing today. And by the way, everyone should take this video. I don't care if you take it down, share it with everyone. We need to show the world that the American Democratic America the deep state in America calls everyone else third world, third world Rwanda, third world Zimbabwe, third world India, right? This has become the third world. Yeah. Massachusetts is a third world failed state. Yeah. Because this is white collar third world. It's a white collar third world. You know? And we yeah, don't. If, if, if anybody perpetuated. Who came from such, you know, Bernie, uh, Benny, you shared with me, sorry, Benny, you shared with me your background. And why is because for us and I, I don't take anyone that's the wrong way. And if you're probably a poor working class person coming to America and getting anything we have is icing on the cake. So I got yeah. nothing to lose at this point. Right. That's so funny because I, I, I tell my wife that all the time, like I'm not supposed to be here. Right. I was supposed to get dead or in jail by the time I age 18. So every year, every year past that, I'm that's icing. 40, yeah. Forty percent of blacks are incarcerated. Right. By the age of. What twenty one or twenty two? Yeah, supposed you to be know? dead in jail. So it's so funny because when we when we have our conversations on the phone, we say this, a lot of the same things because the 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 the, the, the ability and the the determination to to pers to persevere is is just something that's innate. Um, and, and everything is icing on the cake for me. Yeah, and I think this divi dividing black and white, it's to make working class white people think they're a little bit better than their working class black counterpart. When the reality is, we're all slaves. Their books written on it. <laughs> What's that? There are books written on that. Exactly. We're all slaves. And 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 I, I, I think the purpose of these talks that, as I said, is to take away our rose colored glasses. You know, we all love this country, but the people who love this, who claim they love this country and wave the flag when they need to send off black and white people to war to fight their bloody wars are the same people who are profiting Republican and Democrat left and right from this voter fraud. They know this is going on. 
And that's why I have seen more throttling of my account, more censorship since this issue that we started bringing out. I mean, obviously when I started doing saying vitamin D was good, YouTube would take down my videos. But this election fraud issue, it goes at the heart of what this country claims it was built on. Yeah, that's the institution that, that, that that's worth protecting if you're if you're on the bad end uh, of the spectrum. Yeah, um, it's just it's so disturbing. You know, I, I can talk about it now without uh, feeling the, the disgust and the disdain. Like it, it was, you know, it was a lot of contempt because uh, uh, I was like, this is total hubris if if if, if this is true. And the, the piece that I would just try to get everybody to remember is it's by design, right? It's, it's, it's in there on purpose, right? This is, this is just not good. It's in there on purpose, right? A, a weighted election, just, just tweet how many times you voted in a weighted election and, and zero should start trending, <laughs> right? It's zero, the number zero should start trending. Uh, because you just don't participate. Nobody's participated in a way to election, right? It doesn't belong there. It obliterates the one person, one vote. That is, everybody could be three-fifths. They could be one one-thousandth. They could be one-hundredth uh, of a thousandth. I mean, I could reduce it to zero. It's just it's just not a, it's not a good good look for our, our election manufacturing uh, process to have something like this. And it, the Congress should, should, should act immediately. Uh, and use some of that funding to remove this. Yeah, so basically this feature here, why is a total votes number a double variable? This is in every voting system uh, in the American system. This should not exist. And I think, Benny, the, the reason this has happened is you have 70% of Congress is lawyers and they listen to other minions who are paid off by other people. You don't have working people in Congress. I mean, I'm running against two, fool, two doofuses, two lawyers again. In fact, there were three lawyers, Kennedy, Markey, and this other doofus, Cock. okay? So now I have two, two doofuses. And I think what people need to start realizing is we live in an age of technology, and it's really easy to corrupt technology. We've done it in the vaccine front. You know, we have everyone pushing vaccines, not supporting the immune system. And when you look at software engineering, one or two people can totally control whole elections because technology itself has been corrupted by the fact you can put a double in there. And the politicians, even if they knew about it and were sincere, if they're lawyers, they can't argue this. Yeah, there's a, there's an email um, when I was going to search for this and the guy who, who was aware of, of the real purpose uh, for the decimal precision, he said, look, it's in here for esoteric reasons. Esoteric, I saw that. He said, it's, and that was like the most, I was like, I'm I'm done. Like, I like I get it. I, I get it when I saw that word, I was like, man, I know what that word means, right? I know, I know what that word means, and and you know, a lot of politicians they don't think it's a problem because they win it, right? It, it, it it's not until they 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 lose. Every politician is afraid of the next election, right? Every politician because they don't have the grassroots. Like you are not afraid of your next election because you already you already touch your supporters, right? That's right. A, that's a different uh, a medium of how you are energizing your base to participate in the, in the cycle, um, but you know. A lot of people, it's, I think it's a select few that know that this exists. Uh, there, are, there have been many activists that have, uh, Jenny Cohn is, is, is probably, the, I mean, she's, she's written an almanac about this stuff. And uh, you guys should look at some of the stuff she's written. I make a lot of cameos in there, obviously. Um, but, um, and we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it, we're gonna do a demonstration for your audience though. We're gonna, we're gonna actually show them 
what this looks like. But I, I really like the way you slow walking it um, to give people time to grasp it, because when we brought it out, I mean, a lot of a lot of programmers were saying, well, that's just a lazy programmer and, and a bunch of other stuff. And I had to keep telling them, you have found every reason to tell me everything but what I've told you. Right. You 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 write about everything except that you're wrong. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and I'm telling you that when you read the emails, they put it in their own purpose and they gave it a name. And you still keep telling me that somebody did made a made a mistake. Yeah, they called it a weighted race. Yeah, that's what they call it. A weighted race. So it has a lot of double entendre meaning there. weighted race. Yeah. So anyway, Benny, this is great. We'll, we'll, we'll continue. We'll do another session. But in closing, I just want to let everyone know that that feature the fact that our votes are not whole integers was done, as Benny has said, and as we've shared in the previous talks, by design, so they could commit fraud at will. And the only way out of it is for us to demand that we have a transparent voting process. That's why, you know, me and Richard and um, and Dylan went down there and we gave this, you know, and, you know, you had to face rebuke from these people, but we don't care. We are the customers. They are supposed to serve us. And that's the attitude we need to take. So what I hope everyone leaves here is gets really angry. And it's time people not be all namby-pamby the world. No, you got to get angry and fuel that anger. And we're giving people an opportunity to take action because on November 3rd, we're right. We're running as a write-in. We're not walking away and saying, oh, we lost. Oh, we got cheated. No, we're going to go jump right in. We're going to write in, run as a write-in candidate. Shiva Ayadure. People can write that in. So we want to galvanize everyone out there to support this campaign, share this content, but more importantly, on the ground, we want more volunteers out there to start talking to neighbor to neighbor and literally go tell people to go again to the website right here and tell people to start pledging to vote for Shiva for Senate. It's a very simple thing. You can make it everyone in this week, this weekend, make it make a bunch of phone calls, call your friends up and say, look, we got to get Dr. Shiva in, but go right now and tell us that you're going to be voting for Dr. Shiva. Pledge right here. I pledge to vote for Dr. Shiva November 3rd because we want to build millions of people doing this right now. So we want to get that on record. And then when you go vote, take a picture of your vote. Send it to us. I don't care. Some people say it's not legal. We don't care. That's good, healthy civil disobedience. Do that. Send it to us so we have a record of that. And that's how we're going to do this. We're going to put them on notice that we're watching them and that if they're not going to be transparent, we're going to be transparent. Well, take a picture of your sticker. Exactly. Take a picture of the sticker. Take a picture of your sticker right before you vote. So yeah. she, I had one thing. Uh, the participating voter listing. Um, yeah, we ask for those in every town. The public and you are in a county. Um, you guys can can DM uh, uh, Shiva or me or, or any one of the, the, the people in, in the organization for Shiva. They are supposed to produce a list of the participants. And Shiva has a concern, but we have a few standard deviations away from the mean uh, with, with the ratio of people who should have participated. And that is that is reasonably alarming. Didn't you tell me that they found 3,000? Yeah, yeah, just yeah. You know, when I shared what I just <laughs> three days ago, suddenly 3,000 ballots were found. 3,000, that's a lot in one town. There's <laughs> in one town called Franklin, which is still right. not counted. And then in Newton, they found another 750 ballots, okay? And apparently we lost by three points over there, four points over there. Then in another town, they found 100. So that's three towns. They found close to 4,000 ballots, right? So yeah. that's 
roughly a thousand per town. And if you take a thousand per town times, you know, on average, let's say 200 towns, it's 200 per town. Let's, yeah. even take, let's even take 50 per town. Okay. Yeah. Right? That's a hundred thousand, right? Or, or, you know, I mean, 500 per town, right? My point is what the hell's going on? That's why this mail-in ballots and you add the, the fractional voting piece, you got a nice, beautiful, they have two beautiful levers to control an election, right? So they can manipulate the, the mail-in ballots. I mean, from our numbers, Galvin said 1 million mail-in ballots were sent out. But when you add up the numbers, it's only about 800,000. So what happened to the other 200,000? Okay, well, maybe 20% of the people didn't send in their ballots. It's possible, right? You know, the, the mere fact that you can ask that question and not get shut down with evidence highlights the problem. Like, well, I don't want no confidence. I want right. some evidence. Right. <laughs> I, need, I need evidence of, of what happened. And, you know, I would just say that in November, there's going to be a loser, guys. Somebody's going to be what? Like, a loser. Yeah, there's going to be some loser. Somebody's going to lose. And the, 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 the detractors is going to demand evidence that the guy won and, it, and just the fervor that the supporters are going to demand, demand evidence that the other guy lost. Right. It's going to be an equal. It's going to be equal, equal weight and force where somebody is going to want proof that, that what they saw is actually true. Yeah. And, and what we want everyone to leave with is right now the voting systems cannot produce evidence because it's ambiguous. No. No. Right now, it's ambiguous and it is by design created for ambiguity so they could control democracy. That's why we don't have democracy. We're American slaves. That's and not an opinion. That's a fact. Yep. So let's wake up to the fact that we're all slaves by this fraudulent <laughs> voting system. Because once we realize that, well, you know, they call it ABC awareness, then you change behavior and then you have change, right? So we have to first be aware, then we can charge changing our behavior. We just start fighting and then we can have change, A, B, C. So right today is really about awareness that you're a slave. Just understand that. Benny and I probably know that because we've had experiences of that, okay? But yeah. we want to just educate everyone. We're all slaves, black yeah. or white. This is not a black or white issue. It's not a left or right issue anymore. This is yeah. a this is an issue of freedom or slavery. Your membership card is in the mail. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, Benny, thanks a lot. And thank you, everyone. Uh, be the light. Let's win this fight. Go to Shiva for Senate. Support our write-in campaign. And we're going to be Friday again, uh, this Friday at 701 Concord Avenue at my building in Cambridge. Uh, anyone who is a volunteer supporter of the campaign, please come. We're having a seven to nine event, a party. So you're all invited. Thank you, Benny. Thanks, Thanks for Thanks Thank you. Family. Thank you. All right. Hold on, Benny. I'll be back. Yeah.